Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare professionals on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, in the UK, we've been hearing a lot from the country of Spain and the way that COVID-19 has had a devastating impact there. And I'm pleased today to be joined by Sara, who's a family medicine doctor from Madrid in Spain. Welcome, Sara. Hello. It's good to talk to you. First of all, I understand that you contracted COVID fairly early on in, in, the, uh, in the pandemic. Can you just give us a feel of what would that was like for you? Well, it was just like an experience that I hoped to pass sometime during the pandemic, but I was just quite surprised when I realized I was feeling. I remember it was Sunday morning and I felt like, well, I'm not feeling very well. And I thought, well, it doesn't matter, you know, but like five hours later, I was feeling the same and I had to face myself to say, well, I'm having COVID. That's real and it's happening to me. It's not happening to anyone else. So it was just like I stopped and I remember like, well, let's see how it goes, especially because I've been reading a lot about COVID. So you see just this series of patients who dies and who goes to intensive care. So you start thinking like this could happen to myself. So that was just like, okay, I'm just here and I'm a normal human being as my patients and it happens to me. So I think it was a humbling experience. And on the other hand, you have to trust in God that it happens to you for a reason at that time, and it's okay, and he will be with you. And I remember spending day after day, waiting till day seven, day nine, where things could go worse, and thinking, is it going to happen to me? I'm going to be admitted at the hospital. The hospitals are not doing the best at this moment. But fortunately, I just have my symptoms, so I didn't need to go to the hospital, and I was follow up by another doctor. So it was okay with me, but it was quite an interesting experience when you see all the need around you and you cannot really do much. You know, you can stay at home, you can pray, you can study and you can write proposals for things to change, but you cannot really make much more. Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, it's a really good point. Very, very, sort of very much hitting home personally for you. From the UK, we have seen those numbers on the news. We've seen the pictures of Spain, you know, really being hit hard. What's been your perspective, you know, nationally and in Madrid of what you've been seeing and what the challenges have been for you um, in medicine in Spain? Well, I would say there are places where they have just very few cases and they have to stay at home with lockdown and not being able to go out, which is a little bit unfair for them. And I understand them. So I would like to say that it was not the same everywhere. But also to say that Madrid was the worst in the country with Catalonia and Basque country and a few other areas around in the north of Spain. So I would say that there is big differences. And the resources that we have in Madrid or Barcelona were quite less than in the other parts of the country because we have we were attending so many patients. So we have this uh, national discussion about how to handle the needs of some areas when the other parts of the country, maybe they could need the same things that we were living. And we saw that another part of the countries were not very happy to collaborate with these cities who were facing that. So I think that was hard to realize that we would like to clap at 8 p.m., but we don't want to share our resources with the people who are suffering. So it's that kind of thinking that it has been interesting to see it nationally. On the other hand, we see that there were some good ways to act as the public health authorities, but there were also some wrong decisions that they take. So it's difficult to say how to act in that position. And 
one of the things that I saw is that at least in Spain, I think everywhere, we want to have an opinion about the politicians and we want to have the right to say and share our opinion. And one of the things when I listen all these wrong, you know, all the opinions about the wrong decisions, I ask to everybody, would you like to be the prime minister now? Would you really like to be yourself the prime minister? And everyone told me, no, I wouldn't never, I wouldn't like to be the prime minister right now. So it's just like, that's a different question. Absolutely. Yeah. Reminder for us to pray for our politicians, <laughs> difficult job for them. Um, I mean, Sarah, I know that you've been responding at a, at a local level. You've been, you've written to a newspaper, you've been involved in some clinical research trials. Um, and as you've told me about that, I've just found that really inspiring. Could you just share a little bit about how you've responded and how those around you uh, have responded? I think that we realise that some areas that maybe we can do something about that. So we decided that it could be interesting maybe to treat mild pneumonia in primary care and not at the hospital because then some patients maybe could be monitored at home. So we do a proposal about that, but we passed it and it was read by the people who has read it, but we didn't have an answer in the worst weeks of the pandemic. We have an answer later that they will take it on and they will think about it, but I have a few friends who have been working with this and we also have done, we realized that there is nearly nothing published in primary care about COVID. So we decided to do research studies about how COVID is working in primary care. So we are doing the paper, paperwork and all the protocols to make the research and we have been like 17 people working on that. So I would say it's also quite interesting to make network with your mates and college and try to see what's the common good that we want to look for. No, that's amazing. Uh, thanks, Sarah. And Sarah, you're, you're involved in CMF um, in Spain. Now, compared to the UK, CMF is quite small in Spain. I understand you have sort of up to 100 members. Um, and so we very much want to remember you guys in prayer here from the UK. You're also part of a wider network of ICMDA, uh, International Christian Medical and Dental Association in Western Europe. So if you're listening in, do check out the, the Facebook pages for ICMDA Western Europe as we seek to to see national movements such as in Spain started and strengthened. Um, what's your hope as a Christian and how can we be praying for the nation of Spain at this time? I think that's a very good question and thank you also for all the support that you are bringing to us with CMF UK. We have attended some student hand conferences, so we really appreciate your work and your investment in our country. So we are grateful for you. And I would say that as Christians, we need to mourn. We need to lament what's happening. This is a big tragedy and there are no words to say it in another way. I think we have to stop and think this is happening. And we also have to remember all the suffering and stories that we have in the Bible. I think about Jeremiah and all difficult situations that he has spent. I also think, you know, when the people of God, they were in Egypt and they were suffering of these terrible conditions from the Egyptians. And you see all this suffering around the Bible. And I think we have to remember that. And we have to be close to that. But on the other hand, we also have to remember that we believe in Christ. We have hope. We have joy. We have peace. We have love. You know, we are loved even when we are alone. We are accepted and we are listened even when things seem like quite out of control. So I would say that we really need to, to be able to recognize that this is happening to us 
And we have to stop and recognize it happens to me. It doesn't happen to somebody else. It happens to me. And it's sad. It's sad when you are listening to someone who's telling you, I lost two family members. You know, I, I don't know. How, I remember one phone call. One of my patients told me, I don't know how to tell my mom who is alone at the hospital that my dad, my dad he dies. You know, such stories, they are not simple stories. We shouldn't say this is a number. No, you know, this is a person who is suffering, a valuable person. So I think we have to keep that in mind. But on the other hand, we have to say, I'm with you. You know, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to say this is not important. I'm with you. And probably it will take a long time till we can talk about that without crying and without feeling that we are lost and sad and that that shouldn't happen to us. But we are going to be with you through all of this. And I think that we have to share that kind of hope because Jesus died on the cross. He was alone. He died. There is no way to say he didn't die. He died. But he was risen. And I think we have that kind of hope. He was risen. So that's our hope. This is not enough. So I think that we should share with wisdom and also with compassion about that. But we shouldn't share like we have all the answers because we don't. Yeah, no, that's right. A good good reminder that we don't have all the answers. God does, though, and we, we trust in him. And thank you again for that reminder to lament and, and to mourn. That's absolutely right. And certainly at the, the CMF National Online Gathering on the 25th of April 2020, John T. Alcock spoke about that as we looked at how long, O oh Lord, finding hope when the storm clouds gather. So do check back and listen to those talks um, as well. So I thank you so much for, for joining me today from, from Madrid. It's great to hear from you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you and we also pray for you. We see also your big number. So we just want to say that we are together in this and it doesn't matter if it's in UK, in UK or in Spain. We are praying for each other and trying to do our best to serve the Lord. That's right. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. That's really great to hear from you. Um, so yeah, that was another voice from the front line. We've got 40 voices from the front line uh, for you to check out on our podcast feed. Why don't you subscribe and leave a rating and share with others? That would be great. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.